0: All right, welcome to episode nine. So, today we're going to talk about weight loss and why it is not a two dimensional problem like most people have been treating it for the last 50 to 100 years. And what are those other dimensions that should be considered? Right here on the show today. That's what we're talking about. Let's do it. Welcome to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. You've tuned in because you want to start taking your health seriously so you don't, well, get sick and die. Here we talk all things health, nutrition, and human optimization. Let's jump into it with your host and resident scientist, Maddie Lansdowne. What's up, my healthy friends? Thanks so much for being here today. And weight loss is a huge problem for most people, right? The obesity rates around the world are just catastrophic. Right. And they're increasing, they're increasing depending where you are. So there's many people probably listening to this podcast that are in either have been in a situation or. Are in a situation, or will be, or knows somebody that is. So it's really important to talk about this, and I think everybody should in- understand this, no matter where you're at on your health journey or whether weight, if weight loss is pertinent to you right now, everybody should understand this. So if you think uh, anybody you know will benefit from this episode, once you've had a listen, please share it with them because everybody needs to know this information that I'm going to share today, so that they can successfully lose weight and get healthy. The whole idea of weight loss is to get healthy, right? And many people have the wrong idea. They think they need to they need to lose weight to be healthy. But in order to successfully lose weight, you need to be healthy first, right? The body can't do what you need it to do if it's not healthy, if it's not in its prime condition for whatever state or position of your health journey you are in. All right, so the two dimensions that people have always previously thought weight loss was all about and i 'm sure you can guess these is food and fitness. everybody for the last however long has approached this, including medical professionals, the fitness world have approached this for many decades with these two variables being the only things considered and you might you might have heard it uh, referred to as the the move more eat less approach, right which is sort of the general health advice that would have come from medical professionals who are not trained in fitness and who are not trained in nutrition, might I add. So, taking health advice from uh, and dietary advice and weight loss advice from those types of people is usually uh, information that is coming from the misinformed or the uneducated, despite them being super educated in whatever you're paying them for, right? So, they have their value but it's important to understand the differences in qualifications and educations. Anyway, I digress. So, What I want to talk about is, well, actually, before I get into the others, so with the two dimensions that everyone was using, food and fitness, the food often came from the Food pyramid. So the food that was recommended for consumption came from the food pyramid, which, which was first devised and released to the public in 1974. And I can tell you now that the science that was getting around in 1974 was very one-sided and not very helpful in regards to nutrition. Not to mention, of course, that the uh, the food pyramid is very much a corporate move to make food sales uh, increase to cause the result, you know, and, and resulting income for those powers that. Be, Um, but we know that we know that now, and that's what has happened in the past. So, the two dimension that were considered in the past were also well, well misinformed by the food pyramid. And the most familiar food pyramid that we're, you know, people listening today will be is the one that was released in 1992, which was arguably just as bad as the one in 1974. So, uh, unfortunately, now it no longer is a food pyramid, and it's starting. The food recommendations by government are starting to look a little bit like what they should, but they're far from ideal, right? And I would never take my dietary advice from these sources back to the, you know, we're back to the conversation I just mentioned about the appropriately educated people that we should listen to anyway let's get into the dimensions that we should be considering okay it's much more than a two-dimension problem uh, losing weight all right so all of these are going to be obvious when I point them out but you probably haven't considered them in regards to your ability to lose fat and feel good about it all right so um, I want to start with one that affects all of us in ways that most of us probably don't even realize and I'm going to start with stress Okay, stress is a big one. It's massive uh, for weight loss. Why? So, a lot of people lose weight under uh, surprise stress, right? Or unexpected stress that happens rapidly in a very short period of time for a number of weeks and maybe a number of months. But, stress that causes us to hold on to body fat is long-term stress and what do i mean by that i mean going to a job you hate every day living in a high being in a relationship that's high pressure that literally increases your heart rate because it's you know of the type of relationship that you're in something that you're doing every day for long periods of time so what does this do to the body this increases cortisol levels and insulin levels Insulin helps us hold on to body fat because we're storing the body's, you know, smart like that. It stores fat for situations when we might need it. But obviously, most people are in a situation where they've stored far too much. Okay. And cortisol prevents fat loss, right? So when cortisol is raised, you're going to have a very difficult time accessing fat stores. So stress has to be a part of your weight loss journey. Managing your stress, rather, has to be a a, part a part of that journey and more importantly it's important to acknowledge where your stress is most people say, i hear people say all the time yeah i'm not stressed i'm not stressed you know nothing stresses me but stuff stresses you just just because you have a capacity to deal with it doesn't mean that it didn't stress you okay a lot of people that are chill uh, often people that freak out on the inside, or just because people are able to handle stressful situations, doesn't mean it wasn't stressful. So you need to find a mechanism to deal with stress in a way that mediates it to allow you to lose fat. All right, number two, and this is arguably the most important, actually. So I've done a lot of research on on this one, and. It's actually my number one. If I would advise anybody or recommend anyone on a fat loss journey to do to make any changes, this is the change you make and it is sleep. Sleep is where recovery happens. It is where fat loss happens and it is most likely for most of us When you are deep into your fasting window and when you're in fasting, that means your fat burning production has gone up and your sugar burning and carb burning has gone down, right? Sleep is the number one, all right? Number one thing I would recommend. If you're in a situation where you are trying to lose weight and you've got a choice where you're between sleeping an extra hour, getting up and preparing a healthy meal or going to the gym, I will always tell you to sleep more, right? Because it doesn't just benefit your weight loss, it benefits so many things. Not to mention that when you are sleep deprived, it reduces the function of your frontal cortex, which is the front part of your head that you can put your hand up and touch. Um, And that's where your rational thinking happens. So, when you're tired, you might notice that it's really difficult driving home late from the office to drive past Maccas. That's when you just say, you know what, screw it. I'm going in. I don't care. You know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm knackered. I just want food. You know, that's your your rational thinking has gone down because you're tired and sleep deprivation causes the frontal cortex function to reduce and therefore you sabotage your fat loss or weight loss journey by not sleeping enough not to mention that the longer you sleep for consistent periods you'll then reduce your stress which is the one we just uh, talked about therefore your cortisol production will reduce and your insulin will go down and and again when you're asleep you enter a fat burning phase so therefore as logic would have it the longer you're asleep the deeper into that fat burning phase you're going to get not to mention when you're asleep that's where your immune function happens so you know it is important that obviously we get the sleep we need each night for your immune function to happen right so that's the biggest one all right the next one is hormone regulation So, your body, every problem you have and feel and experience is dictated by hormones. This is so important, and sleep helps. Of course, helps hormone regulation, as I just mentioned. It helps sleep, helps deal with stress, and it helps deal with everything, really. So hormones are important, and if you're not presenting yourself with a diet that successfully deals with leptin, insulin, estrogen, um, androgens, uh, human growth stimulating hormone, testosterone, you know, you need to understand how the food that goes into your body manipulates these hormones, because these hormones, these hormones together and independently regulate our access to our body's fat storage and not just that but the way that our body distributes that fat and again back to sleep if we're speaking of fat distribution if we're really tired our body begins to store and distribute fat incorrectly and puts it in really hard to get places which is not good obviously when you're trying to lose fat Again, another that's another vote for the sleep, the sleep advice. So, but all these hormones together that I just mentioned they influence appetite, metabolism, and body fat distribution. So, in order to you need to have a diet that you understand and a, a regime or a schedule that makes sure that these. These hormones are staying and behaving the way that they should, right, in in regards to your fat loss journey because they, if you let it, these hormones will control you and defeat you, right, if you're not feeding them correctly. And what I mean by that, I mean feeding them emotionally, I mean feeding them physically and I mean, you know, appropriately knowing how they've not served you previously so you can respond to that. So, hormones is a huge dimension that needs to be considered in your health journey in your fat and weight loss journey next one and this is getting a bit airy fairy so for our anti-spiritual people just chill it's going to be okay this one is so important and if you're turning your nose up at this then this is really important for you too more important for you um Emotions, beliefs, and mindset. Now, I kind of hate the word mindset just because it's been so catchphrasey over the last few years and everything I've been involved with, but it actually means something. It's and it's, you know it's the way that you perceive yourself and what you're doing. And for those people that just, and especially those men, those gruff men out there that don't think emotions bother them too much, I'm talking to you because emotions aren't just some esoteric thing that you experience and get over. You've got to start looking at your emotions as physical chemicals. They're in your veins, The brain releases them and different organs around the body release hormones or release your emotions and they're physical chemicals okay it's like when you get goosebumps that is because physical chemicals have been released into your bloodstream when you're happy when you're sad what happens you feel you know your, your face might feel your, your muscles feel weak your face feels like it's been brought down you feel all of these negative feelings you might feel sick that's another common one that people feel when they're down and depressed you might just have all of these feeling they're, they're physically in your body it's not just something that you're that is esoteric and external that you've, you've chosen to just feel it's it's an actual chemical and that is exactly why it's important for fat loss and weight loss because those chemicals in your body have a negative or a positive impact on what's going on right it's just like going the correct way down the highway or the wrong way one of those ways ends up really bad it might be an extreme example but what I mean is that that in order for your your health goals to go the right way, you need your emotions to be in check with that as well. And that's not saying that feeling sad isn't important and having some contrast and having some down days. That's human. But the point is, we need to come back from that and get our emotions in check most of the time, okay? Most of the time. Life is a myriad of emotions, but if most of the time we can be on the right side of the highway, then we're going to achieve the goal quicker and more effectively, and it'll be sustainable. All right, the next one is food, of course. So we need good food, we need good nutrition, we need to, you know, bust all of those old myths that we might be tied to, like, you know, fat is bad. There was a guy way, you know, decades earlier that ruined fat for everybody for like 40 years and caused all sorts of health problems with that terrible advice. So make sure that you're getting your health information by a prof- from a professional and that it's tailored to you. And don't be upset if, you know, the first few cracks at it don't work because everybody's metabolism and genetic are different, you know. I uh, just spoke to a friend this morning, and and what works for her is actually high carb, low fat. She's actually performs much better in that situation, and plenty of people do. And especially if you're heavy on cardio, uh, carbs are more likely to be your friend because of the way that the body burns them. But generally speaking, most people will do better with losing weight on a high fat, low carb diet, and and that for most people is one that I would would push towards. But Remember, the first few cracks at it don't mean that your body's just screwed or your metabolism's just not meant to, you know, just my metabolism's not built for fat loss. You're a human. Unfortunately, it is. I'm sorry. Your, your body is built to look after itself and put itself in prime condition. Your body is not built and your genetics are not built to sabotage you. So, play around with the diet, find the one that works for you and get the information sources about food from educated professionals. Next one, fitness. All right, we've all heard the ratios, you know, most people say it's 70% diet, 30%... 30% fitness or, you know, 80% this or 20% that, you know, the ratio, wherever you get your research, it's going to be different for you as an individual anyway. But the point is, always the vast majority is going to be nutrition-based. The vast majority, whether it be 51% or whether it be 91%, the vast majority of your results are going to come from the kitchen. There's a saying, you've probably heard it before. Um, I use it with a lot of my um, sort of clients that are on the the top end of trying to get super fit and that's abs are found in the kitchen. Okay, you cook your abs, right? You don't uh, necessarily get them in the gym. Of course, the gym will help but like I said, the upper percentage of your results is going to be in the kitchen. And the final one, which will not surprise you whatsoever fasting. You need to understand the function of fasting in your day. Why? Because you do it every day. And once you understand how it works and the benefits of it on hormones, the benefits of it on stress and your sleep and your food choices and your fitness, then then you can optimize the results with fasting by using an intermittent fasting method or an alternate day fasting method or maybe you know once a month, once a week you do a 24 hour fast whatever it might be but once you understand the benefits of fasting which is something like i said we all do every single day then you can harness the power of that in order to amplify the results of everything else and again it's the same it's the same as the other stuff make sure you're getting your information and advice from appropriately qualified people okay so that you're making the correct decisions and And remember, all of this stuff is new. So, it's going to feel weird or it might feel a bit shit when you try it, right? Because you're putting your body into a new situation, okay? So, just because you try something, just because you get on a bicycle, right? Just because you get on a new bike and fall off day one, is that the bike's fault? Absolutely not. It's the operator. So, it might take a few goes to get things right with all of these. So, including the fasting, including the food choices and food, including, you know, sleep. And make sure that you're sleeping enough because people with their sleep, you know, I hear people brag about, oh, I can only sleep five hours a night and, you know, I can function fine. I'm great. You know, you're just literally slowly slowly killing yourself a bit faster than the rest of us. So, the important thing with sleep is that if it does, if you can't get eight hours night one, of course you can't. You've been sleeping five hours for 23 years, right? You've got to practice these new practices, okay? You've got to put them in place by sustainably doing it over time. So, guess what? Week one, we're gonna try six hours or we're gonna try five and a half, right? And then the next week we're gonna try six, then six and a half, and so on. So this is the approach you should you should take to repairing your sleep schedule. So these are the dimensions that I think are extremely important for weight loss or fat loss. And these are all the things that should be considered by you and the professionals that you move forward into this phase of your life with, because getting these things right will get you results quicker and it will make them sustainable, assuming that you're following a method that is about sustainability. Unless you're an elite athlete, then you should definitely be, that's, you know, sorry, unless you're an elite athlete that's going through a particular phase or you want to, you know, you're going through a muscle building phase or you're going through a weight. Loss phase for this result, then most people listening to this are going to want sustainable results. So make sure that with make sure you you know what you're doing so that your results are sustainable. All right, so that there there are all the dimensions that you need to consider. Just I want to overview them really quickly: stress, sleep, hormones, emotions, beliefs, and mindset, food, fitness, and fasting. So you need to consider all of these to get the results that you want. All right. That's it for today's show. I really appreciate you guys jumping on. And of course, you can find me on Instagram. Hit me up at Maddie Lansdowne and I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Same thing, Maddie Lansdowne. But for those that are Instagrammers, please take a screenshot of this episode and post it as your Instagram story and give me a tag and I will share it also. This is the best way to help grow the podcast organically. So, I'd love to see your Instagram post and give me a tag and tell me what you thought of the show. So, Thanks so much. I appreciate you being here. Now, go and implement these into your fat loss schedule. Thanks for listening to the How to Not Get Sick and Die podcast. If you love this episode and health information is your thing, then please consider subscribing to the show. And when you're done, head over to iTunes, Google Podcast or whichever app you use and we'd be grateful if you could leave us a five-star rating and write a review sharing your opinion on the show as it really helps the podcast grow. Thanks so much and I'll see you on the next episode.